It's Midday Magazine for Friday, September 29th. Happy Friday. Petersburg's municipal election is on the horizon, and the fate of the community's new hospital hangs in the balance. Five candidates are running for three seats on the hospital board. Incumbents Marlene Cushing, Jared Cook, and Jim Roberts, and newcomers Don Koenigs and Micah Hasbrook. KFSK partnered with the Petersburg Pilot to host a hospital board candidate forum last Wednesday. All five contenders participated. Those candidates weighed in on everything from the new hospital project to the New World Order. The New World Order has been spoken by a variety of number of people. That's Don Koenigs, a candidate for Petersburg's hospital board. Our population is growing and there is clearly a philosophy uh, regarding that, all of which states now the population is at over 8 billion people and they still would like to bring it down. That's an agenda that's before the United Nations. Koenigs believes wholeheartedly in a far-right conspiracy theory that says a group of shadowy global elites, which he says includes George H.W. Bush, George Soros and the United Nations, is conspiring to reduce the global population and that they're using public health and safety measures around COVID to do it. Koenigs touched on the idea at the candidate forum. I mean, there are some people in the community that may agree or clearly disagree with my reading and my information and say that's just pure hogwash, you know, which is they're entitled to. But is what is the reality and what you see forthcoming will become evident uh, over time whether it's true or not. Koenigs holds himself up to be something of a government watchdog around town, and he's especially skeptical of the plans for a new hospital. Koenigs carries a big white binder around with him. It documents what he believes to be inconsistencies with PMC's plans to finance the project. If elected, he said he'd try to bring the project to a popular vote, and he thinks Petersburg voters would summarily throw out those plans which were set in motion more than six years ago. Meanwhile, the clock is ticking on the major systems of the existing facility. PMC put together a comprehensive facility condition assessment in 2015, and it shows that by almost all major infrastructural standards, the hospital is failing. The latest estimate for the new hospital is $85 million, which Medical Center CEO Phil Hofstetter says would be paid for by government grants. And he says repairing the existing facility could cost the borough upwards of $110 million. Marlene Cushing is running for re-election. She sat on the board for nine years, and she's also its current secretary. At the forum, Cushing said the way forward is clear. Building a new facility wholesale. Look at the long-term care, how small those rooms are. Should our elders really be given a spot? the size of a parking space to spend the last years of their life. Have you been in the ER? You can hear everything that's said in the next cubicle when you're there yourself in crisis or a family member in crisis. The funding is very tricky and complex and is not completely known at this point. But sometimes you have to be very, very ready to take advantage of it when it that possibility comes about. Jared Cook is the president of the hospital board on which he sat for six years. He also fiercely defended the project. As a board, we feel we have done our due diligence 
to make the best decisions for the community and the future health care of the community. And in getting a new facility, we feel that we're still going in the right directions and doing the best we can to keep the cost as low as we can. Um, I feel that trying to renovate the old building would actually come out of the uh, community's money. And so grants is the best way to get it in a phased approach. Jim Roberts is also on board with the new facility. He sat on the board for almost five years. We have a good hospital, very good hospital, but the hospital needs a new building. The facility is way past its age. The mechanics of the building, the air handling, the power, the sewer, all that are just failing. Micah Hasbrook is a newcomer. She said she supports the new hospital project, but she's not sold on all the details quite yet. So I'm still hesitant about exactly how the funding would exactly look to make sure that as we proceed, we address what our specific critical needs are. Cushing said there's no time to waste. She's seen the structural decay inside the current facility firsthand. And there's this room with this mishmash of of wiring and piping and this and that. And all these systems are literally patched together. They're not holding up. And this is critical stuff. Trying to heat that building properly for the people who are living there and working there can be an incredible challenge when it gets cold in the winter. I don't think it's feasible for that building to keep serving the purpose that it's been serving for much longer. Even so, Koenigs thinks it's salvageable. I think it has potential for renovation. I've taken the liberty of reading all the information that's on the hospital's website. The most expensive option to bring services up to code is to restore the existing facility, which the hospital would also have to try to do while it's still in use. And they'd have to ask the borough to help pay for it. The new hospital would be, ideally, paid for by state and federal grants. But the funds wouldn't come in all at once. And if they don't come through at all, Cushing says the board will have to reassess. I don't have a crystal ball. (laughs) I wish I did. I hope it does. I think that this is an opportune time to seek that funding, and I sure hope it comes through. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, then we're going to have to go back to square one and say, okay, what are we going to do to get ourselves through the next 10, 15, 20 years? Could that mean PMC takes out a loan? Or I, I don't, We couldn't afford to pay off a loan of that size. The new hospital project was top of mind at the candidate forum. That discussion bled into another topic, how to better fold the community into PMC's decision-making process. Roberts said, over the years, it's been a challenge to collect community input. Trying to find time to try to get the whole community together is almost impossible. Jared Cook said he's feeling a bit stumped and that the board thought they were doing the right thing by holding open houses and public forums, broadcasting monthly meetings on the radio, but it didn't seem to be enough. When we ran into this wall of opposition because the public wasn't informed, we had to step back and, okay, how do we fix this? We're open to suggestions so that we can get the community behind this project. And not and not just a project, but a PMC as a whole. Hasbrook said she feels like she'll bring a fresh perspective to the board and connect with people who are feeling left out of the conversation. I'm running for hospital board because I think it's important for some of us younger people in the community to get more involved in these big decisions that are going to be impactful for the long term for us. Koenig said he feels like hospital administration owes it to the community to be more transparent. 
In particular, he doesn't like the hospital board's executive sessions, which are closed to the public. Well, they shouldn't be executive sessions. They should be very narrowly used. And they have to be significant, substantial, not just at the whim of somebody saying this. Not just something, you know, let's just talk about building the hospital or doing this or what scheme you might have. Phil Hofstetter says those sessions are private to allow board members to review confidential information about patients, legal matters, and finances. Cushing, meanwhile, is at a loss. The board reopened the meetings to the public and more recently moved them into Petersburg's municipal building. But she said nobody ever shows up, and they're still accused of being secretive. Cushing has lived here for almost half a century, and she said she sees a pattern. There's always been a group who said, we can't do this, we can't afford this, we don't need this, this is, this is highfalutin, we don't need a community Jim, we've got, we've got the old one from the 1920s. We don't need a swimming pool, the, the library. There's been resistance to the idea and fear of the cost down the road. I know that this item has a huge price tag, and that is very, very scary. The alternative, she said, is even scarier, not having a functioning facility at all. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. You can listen to the hospital board and borough assembly candidate forums in their entirety on our website, kfsk.org. Petersburg's library board has three open seats in next week's municipal election. Five people are running. The board helps the library communicate with the public and plan for the future. It also acts as a sounding board for policy changes with borough librarian Tara Alcock. KFSK's Hannah Floor sat down with Joanne Tinas to talk about why she's running for the position. Tinas says she wants to be on the library board so that she can give back to the community. I've been here for over 30 years and just wanted to be able to to give back and I believe in the importance of the of the library's function in the community for all age groups. What experience do you have um, that makes you a good candidate for the library board? Um, I don't have any degrees in it, but I have been a very heavy user as a child. Um, My mother took me to the library often, and picking out books was uh, a big deal, and getting them back was a very big deal. Um and paying pennies if we didn't and uh my one claim to fame i guess is my sister is a librarian in eastern washington and our family believes in that so um what do you think that the library currently does well um besides being a very nice facility and seemingly very organized uh, it seems to have programs to uh I know it has to function within its its budget, but it seems to have um, the facilities to allow other people to um, present things, um, various things that's of interest to this community, and um, as well as its, their own programs for reading and. Uh, assisting and also the all of the different 
um, resources for just addressing people's questions. What would you like to see changed or improved at the library? Um, I have read the minutes from the last year. Um, what I, I pick up primarily is the standard um, budget issues. Um, I don't have, I don't know of anything that that is really serious here. I, I'm well aware that um, things can crop up very quickly, but um, I, I, I don't know the things that they could do better, but I guess I'm here to learn. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I don't think I have anything to add other than come out and vote. That was candidate for library board Joanne Tinas speaking with KFSK's Hannah Floor. This, as well as previously aired conversations with library board candidates Marilyn Manish Miucci, Lizzie Thompson, and Mary Ellen Anderson, can be found at kfsk.org. Candidate Tina Bushman declined KFSK's request for an interview. Petersburg's municipal election is Tuesday, October 3rd. Early voting is available weekdays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the municipal building. The Petersburg Middle School cross-country program started as a small club about a decade ago. It's now enormously popular with kids joining for all different reasons. But they seem to agree on one thing. Joe Vicknicki is a great coach. KFSK's Hannah Floor attended Petersburg's home meet and has this story. The basketball court outside of Petersburg's Racy Stedman Elementary School is packed with middle schoolers. It's 20 minutes before their second and final meet of the year. There's movement everywhere. Bodies seem to bounce off of each other. A group of girls with matching double French braids huddle, shaping their feet into a heart. The boys are competing first and form a lumpy circle, counting off stretches together. Jovic Nikki is the longtime middle school cross-country coach. This year, there's a big team for the Vikings, more than 40 kids. That's more than one-third of the entire middle school. Vignicki says he's not sure why there are so many kids on the team, but... It's, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. Kids are fired up. He says that some are participating to get in shape for other sports, and he suspects that some join just to be around their friends and to get to travel to the one out-of-town meet per season. But he welcomes them all. His advice to runners joining the team? Run if you can, walk in between. He says he tells the kids to just keep their bodies moving as long as they can and focus on the mental aspect of running. There's lots of different tricks, so thinking about other things than uh, how bad it feels. That trick works for 8th grader Eleanor Denning-Barnes. She says that when she's running, she thinks about... Just really, literally anything to distract me from the fact I'm doing physical activity. I, I don't like sports very much in general, but this I like. 8th grader Juliana Allison says that Vicknicki has taught them that endurance is more important than speed. Because if you can run really fast for like a mile and like can't run for two miles, then like it's not even worth it. The boys finish their warm-ups and jog slowly to the starting line in front of the elementary school. There are only two teams competing. Petersburg Vikings fill one lane and the Wrangell Wolves fill the other. 
A standard high school cross-country race is 3.2 miles. Middle schoolers run two miles. The course takes the runners up Excel Street, past the ball field and down Hungry Point Trail, then heading back toward town on North Nordic Drive with the finish line on 1st Street. The fastest runners usually finish the course in 14 to 15 minutes. The crowd makes its way the three blocks down to the finish line. It doesn't take too long for a few bouncing black specks to appear way down Nordic Drive. Eighth grade Viking Tucker Gibson is in the lead, with Wrangle Wolf Lucas Stearns about half a block behind him. The final stretch is uphill, and the Wrangle Kid slowly closes the gap. The finish looks too close to immediately call, but after Gibson catches his breath, he explains he didn't know Stearns was right behind him until he heard the crowd screaming, and then they were neck and neck. He's pretty sure Stearns finished first. He just caught me at the end a little bit there at the end. It turns out Gibson is right. Stearns beat him by less than one quarter of one second. The girls' race is next, and the crowd treks back to the starting line, waits for the gun, and turns back around to head down to the finish line a second time. A Viking is in the lead again, but this time there are no wolves close behind. Cadence Flint takes an easy first place with a time of 15 minutes and 3.64 seconds. She's beaming and seems unsurprised by her victory. She says she runs all the time, even when it's not cross-country season. Um, I really like how calming it is when I'm stressed or angry, and I really like the feeling I get after I win or after I run, not even if I win. It's her final cross-country race of middle school, but she says she absolutely plans to join high school cross-country next year. She's also in dance and plans to play volleyball, but she's not going to let that get in the way of her running. Running is definitely my priority. Tucker Gibson is less sure. I like running. It makes me feel good, but in high school, I probably can't do it because of basketball and wrestling. Even if he doesn't keep running in high school, he says he appreciates the coaching he's gotten from Vic Nicky. He pushes you really hard, and he's... He understands and he lets you walk if you need the walk. But if, if you don't, he pushes you. He knows your potential. And Vic Nicky knows it can be hard to compete with other sports when time gets tight in high school. But he's happy to coach the large group while he can and plant the seed that running is a great sport, even if you have to think about other things while you're doing it. In Petersburg, I'm Hannah Floor. For KFSK, I'm Shelby Herbert.